So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can put down all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. FNBA podcast is back. It's the 1st of March, 2021. When is the last time we've done this, Kamish? It's been a while. I think uh, the last time we did a podcast, I think COVID jokes were still playing. So it's uh, safe to say it's been a while. You'd have to be real creative to come up with some COVID jokes now that people haven't heard before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel very lost in terms of normally I think that we like to base a lot of our content material around stuff that's going on at the school uh whether it be sports or just the general flow of the academic year but I we uh, sports are sports are back I have that the sports are kind of back but <laughs> they're not they're not fully back um and, and then as far as the school goes I have zero clue yeah. um as to what's going on i don't know if it's 40 days right now i don't know if there's cadets at the school i know the last i heard we had a little bit of an honor situation going on so i i couldn't tell you that's about the only thing that's that's consistent right now is there's some honor scandal going on but everything else you're right it's we talked about this before but we're getting so further and further disconnected on the timeline in terms of when we were there last now you mix in you know how people are functioning with the pandemic and it's just been, we're, we're completely disconnected. So maybe that'll give people some insight uh, in a different aspect, but we certainly aren't uh, hand, hand on the pulse anymore in terms of what's going on on the Hill. We might as well be like 74 grads at this point is kind of what I think. I mean, the one cool thing is that, um, you know, we have General Clark as the soup and I haven't heard much either way. I was kind of looking forward. I think the the content from him that we will get in terms of like great speeches and that kind of thing is going to come more in the fall uh, around football season, hopefully. But I really don't know. Um, I don't think I, we touched in, on, uh, sorry to interrupt, but just talking about General Clark, I don't know that we talked about, um, I forget what it was. It was something around the pandemic when, when students weren't allowed to leave and he kind of went down into the squadrons and that was cool to see where he was kind of just like having fun with the cadets doing uh, uh, carrier landings. And I remember when we were there, like, you know, some squad comms wouldn't even let you do that stuff. And he was down there participating with the cadets. So that that's the energy that we expected from General Clark. And it looks like, at least from our perspective, he's, he's following through on that. Yeah. General Clark is for sure a man of the people. I mean, you, really one of the things that i want to see and this is has nothing to do with anything in terms of just getting stuff back to normal but i just want to see him as a superintendent under a normal academy and just let him cook like i said all the great things like i think the pictures that you would get out of recognition and whatever else would just be phenomenal with him so yeah i also think he shines in football season when we're winning with the with the speeches on the on the staff tower you better believe it. I mean, he's just like a boost. I expect us to to do some big things. I expect big things every year, but um, hopefully this fall will be exciting with him at the helm. What do you got for us today? Well, so, and I did want to talk about that, exactly how I came to the conclusion of what we're going to do with this podcast. So we can't, I, I just don't feel like we can do 
what we normally have been doing in the way of making fun of stuff that's going on at uh, West Point and Navy because it's just really, it's just weird times. And so I did the thing that I normally do where I kind of pan through the news and couldn't find too much. I even, I was like, you know what? Maybe we are old and washed up. I went onto TikTok um, and just searched Air Force Academy. That was a disaster because <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It just makes me, it, I'm old. I already know that. Um, all the dancing. Another big lane is uh, cadets or graduates or people who applied and got in, but maybe aren't even cadets, uh, just talking about what it took for them, uh, how to get into the Air Force Academy. So I guess that's a big lane now. Um, and so that's that's a really interesting thing. So we're not even going to go down that road, the TikTok road, because we're just going to come across as washed up old men. But kind of but, on that, sorry, on that same line, I don't know if you've seen this before, but when I'm perusing, trying to find content, I came across, there's, it seems like there's a few cadets that have YouTube channels with, yeah. they actually have a lot of subscribers because there's a lot of people that want to go to the Academy and they'll do days in the life and that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, who would want to watch my day in the life of the Academy? I'm sleeping, I go to class. And then anytime I'm not, you know, consumed by something i'm either sleeping again or i'm watching netflix so i don't know i guess i guess that uh there's people that are that are looking for that kind of stuff but i feel like we were there just before that stuff kind of started popping off uh we didn't really see that on our end here's an old man yells at the cloud for you i can't imagine being in formation or walking in fairchild and just seeing somebody pulling out a gopro on a stick because that's what i'm thinking is going on here like hey i'm in the middle of my astro gr and they just pull out their their gopro it's i find it it's really interesting it's i mean they're definitely there's a generational gap at this point um but anyway i don't want to bury the lead too much because this is a really exciting thing we're going to do something new today where it's uh a i guess we'll call it like weird history um, of Yusafa, and it's specific to the tale that I saw on Reddit, um, a Yusafa Reddit, which if you are on Reddit and you've seen it before, or if you're not, really you're not missing much. Uh, mostly what I've seen about this subreddit is it's uh, a bunch of high school kids saying, hi, I have a 4.5 GPA, I'm an Eagle Scout, and I'm a state champion cross country runner. Do you think I have what it takes to get in? And everyone's just like, I don't know, man, that might not be good enough. Um, but <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the username Epic Coco Beach, who shared this wonderful story. So we're going to get into it. And uh, you, Archie, have not heard this story before. So um, hopefully it's a treat to you as well. And then there's also some other stuff we're going to cover on this. So it's about, uh, it's about one kid. So here's how the post goes. So Thanks to super fun story times with grad teachers, I've got this fun stuff to share. Aaron Ackerberry, the Choco Taco Kid of Air Force wide fame. Perhaps I've mentioned this name to you at some time before. And by the way, um, I know a pretty classic podcast joke is that people can't read, but really this is, I don't have a problem reading, but now that I'm doing it on the spot, it's a little more difficult. Um, but anyway, this story was first kind of told uh, on the Daily Show, believe it or not, they did like, this was years ago. Um, because he was the class of 2007. But anyway, this story is interesting to me in that he's not just a blank moron in the sea of ungenius. He was actually at one time a cadet at the Air Force Academy and a member of the class of 2007. So that makes him, what? I don't even know how old that would make him. Like 36-ish. 36, yeah. So 
the I guess when he was a freshman, that makes a lot of the current cadets like five ish. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's an embarrassment, and he proved that some people manage to slip through the enrollment standards. We had a lot of worthless shit bags, as we affectionately call them, which some people are surprised to hear, considering the school's reputation slash military rigor. Sit, my children, and let me tell you a tale. Um, very reddity diction there yeah this guy's kind of uh, yeah, i mean this guy better have like all his stuff squared away the way he's already coming out coming out Aaron. yeah it gets it gets good anyway aaron ackerberry drew attention to himself during basic training he did so by refusing to get involved in various physical training activities slash exercises under the pretenses of his religious beliefs a religion known as aaronism yes he made it up but who was to prove him otherwise. So he survived basic training, but he did earn himself that reputation as a shitbag and was that guy in a squadron who isolated himself from his classmates and led them to resent him. Sometime during our freshman year, Aaron sent out this gem of an email. To prologue the letter, let me say that Choco Tacos are an ice cream treat we would occasionally get during lunch. They were fattening but delicious and competition was fierce to get your hands on one. As with a number of the other good food items, people would generally stick around after lunch and round up any extras lying around and store them in their rooms for later. As far as Choco Tacos go, freshmen would have to be stored in, freshmen would have to ha have them stored in the communal fridge in the squadron since freshmen were not allowed to have mini fridges. When catastrophe stuck, here is what Aaron, when catastrophe struck, here's what Aaron wrote. Um, that is funny. I, before we even go on, I never thought that, to even put anything in the communal fridge i don't know that we had one in mind i think we maybe it was like a snacko or like a snacko one but i i think i always just like used an upperclassman so that i was cool with i don't know if that's I frat that's, to use their their refrigerator but i do i think that's play that's the play right there but um i mean also choco tacos i feel like they're loaded with so much stuff you don't even, you could just keep them at room temperature it's like pepperoni yeah. It's one of those things yeah. you it's, it's one of those things you think need to be refrigerated, but there's so many preservatives you're good. Yeah, I would say so. Same with the milk. I I feel like I had a roommate freshman or sophomore year who would just keep rows of milk on his dresser and just like have it. Lemon like, chunky milk. Yeah. Chunky exactly. Milk. You'd be like, you'd be like <laughs> it's funny, it's chewier the longer you let it sit out. It's not as chewy when you get it from Mitch's. Anyway, uh, here's what he says. Fellow night Riders, sorry for another mass email to So just to be clear, this is from Aaron to his freshman squad mates. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, fellow night Riders, sorry for another ass, ass email. <laughs> mass email 2007ers. But the causation which precipitated this mailing is no fault of my own. I'm actually going to have to slow down even more with his writing because it's uh, very flowery. Sir or madam, uh, sir or ma'am. I write to you this evening in a saddened and disappointed tone. Allow me to explain my dismay. On Monday, the 18th of August, 2003, Mitchell Hall served Choco Tacos, and then he put Choco Taco with a trademark, ice cream bars as dessert for the noon meal. I was intrigued by the name of these delicacies and by Cadet Baber's enthusiasm for them. Having a strong sense of willpower, however, I realized that ice cream was not the best dietary supplement to build my body in preparation for the physical fitness test. I had previously failed this test with a shameful 160 points, um, which probably, you know, comes from 
his Aaronism and yeah. his inability to work out. So I would say that he should pass it uh, due to like religious reasons. As such, I resolved to set aside my table's uneaten Choco Tacos in our squadron freezer in a clear plastic bag with my name clearly labeled, typed actually, and the date that I submitted these desserts for freezing. I consider them my future reward for passing the physical fitness test, if that were even possible, I thought, a motivation of sorts to push myself to excel physically in preparation for a test of strength, stamina, and skill. Always in the back of my mind, these ice cream filled sugar cone shells with the hope of getting off of reconditioning kept me going in times of hardship leading up to the physical fitness test. So on 9 September 2003, a day after accomplishing the goal I could only dream of up until then, actually passing the physical fitness test with an improvement of 104 points after only one month of preparation. Nice brag, dude. Uh, on a day that will live in infamy in my mind forever, I approached the squadron freezer, ecstatic about my victory over my inhibitions and the pinnacle of delight. I had finally done it. Finally, I could relax and enjoy myself as well as those ice cream bars I had been saving for such an occasion. So as I opened the freezer, ready to take a bite into that chocolatey deliciousness, what do I find? No more Choco Tacos. So I already uh, do not like this kid. And it's just hilarious how time is a flat circle and everything repeats itself. Because I think you and I probably both knew kids exactly like this. And mm -hmm. I would be just sick to my stomach already reading this email. Yeah, I actually, I, I don't, is this the end of the email or do we have more to hear? No, no, we have more. Uh, okay, so just... If you, no, I was yeah, just going to say, just reflecting on what I know so far, um, I'm just kind of thinking here. I we I did have a communal fridge uh, like junior or senior year. And uh, for whatever reason, I put some Chick-fil-A that I, that I got in that communal fridge. I left it in there maybe two hours. It was a situation where, you know, I threw it in there and then I was leaving again. So I wanted to grab it and somebody grabbed it within the two hour time frame out of the communal fridge. So I'm just thinking here, I think everybody knows, like you are, you're actually conditioned at the, the academy when you see Choco Tacos in a public setting, that's up for grabs. Everybody knows that. There's a reason why they're in a big bowl or whatever in the big ice bowl or whatever in the, or in the fridge and you can grab as many as you want. There's a reason why people take handfuls and pack them into backpacks and nobody else bats an eye. This isn't a take one, like you're doing trick-or-treating type deal. It's a, get, a, get your hands on as many as you can. So let alone Chick-fil-A. You, you never open a fridge and see Chick-fil-A, like one sandwich and say, oh, that's communal. Let me grab that. That's So if, if there's people stealing Chick-fil-A out there, Choco Tacos, you know, you can't be mad about that. that. Like I said, we are conditioned to go after the Choco Taco in a public setting. I'm with you. What do you think... I mean, generally, so, and here's a prime example. So I went to the prep school and there was a, apparently it wasn't an issue as much of food being stolen, but it was people would put uh, large containers of juice and then they would go to get their juice or whatever the case was. And uh, a good amount of it would be consumed. And so there was one kid who uh, refilled his juice with his own pee Mm. and supposedly someone had drank it and i i know that's the re i was almost hesitant to even share that story because it sounds too on the nose but that I, I mean that's what happened i don't know if anyone was actually drinking it or um if the kid was just peeing in his juice jug for no reason but 
I mean, basically for that reason, I would never, I, I don't, I don't think it's fair play to go in and take something um, that isn't yours for that reason, more than just the morals of it, or just more than just the stealing. It's like, you never know exactly what's going on there. Yeah. I think it also depends on the logistics and I don't want to get too into the weeds on the details here, but I mean, like, is this a fridge that everybody uses and it's very clear that you don't take others, other people's items. Uh, but again, I, I feel like Choco Tacos are that one thing that it doesn't matter, you know, unless somebody explicitly, you know, calls it out that this is theirs. And even in that case, I would probably still question it. So at least at this point in the story, uh, yeah, this, this email's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the last thing I'll say before I go on is I think that Choco Tacos and anything else, whether it's like naked juices or milks or whatever, they're basically a renewable resource. Like you're not going to get mad at somebody putting up a wind turbine and taking all the wind. I mean, Choco Tacos are going to be back. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you don't need to take them and stash them away. They're going to come around again. Yeah, this isn't Bitcoin. So, um, you know, there's there is an infinite reserve of Choco Tacos and they will they'll print Choco Tacos until the morale improves. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I was devastated. How could this happen? How could this have happened? I asked myself. I'm at the United States Air Force Academy, an institution dedicated to producing offers of an officers of integrity, a place where one cadet would not dream of depriving another of his property. My faith in the honor code and the precepts that constituted it was abruptly and drastically challenged. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making a generalization about the entire academy, but rather I'm disheartened by the individual who decided to take this course of action. I'm a realist. I acknowledge the fact that my Choco Tacos are gone, never to be seen again. I would really appreciate it, however, if this or these Choco Taco lovers would offer at least a humble apology and an assurance that it will never happen again. And in the process, perhaps rejuvenate my lost confidence in the honor code, a common bond that I thought was indissoluble in the squadron. I don't know if that's a word. Some may mock me and say, stop overreacting. It's just ice cream. Get over it. I can only hope that you, my fellow squadron mates, can see past ignorance and understand that this is more, this is about more than just lost chocolatey deliciousness. It's about a strong bond of integrity that ties us all, a bond that was severed severely weakened only two weeks ago. I do realize that two weeks is a quite a bit of time to wait to send this electronic mail, but the elapsed days do not diminish the atrocity of this crime. Again, I ask the person or persons responsible for my missing ice cream bars to come forward, renounce his or her light-fingered ways, and ask for forgiveness. I will give it readily. I just want to know that the honor code is still a valued guide that each one of us holds dear. Today, with chocolate tacos on the menu, again on the menu, I have managed to partially restock my supply of these delectable treats. Please, stallions, I beseech thee, leave my chocolate tacos alone at this time and have a nice day. Thank you for your time and consideration. Um, and then he has a postscript that I'll just read and we can go back. Uh, very respectfully, Cadet Fourth Class Aaron uh, Akaberry. Postscript, if the Choco Taco Bandit happens to be no one from our squadron, I'm deeply sorry for bothering you all. Also, on a completely different note, does anyone have a bicycle that I could borrow for a trip to the base exchange this week? I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Um, yeah, so there's the thing in the law, and the reason why I'm going this route is because he's writing like it's some sort of demand letter that would come from an attorney uh this is called a moot point the mootness it's not justiciable so i don't understand why he is uh even much concerned considering the fact that once again like i said renewable resource the choco tacos are available again today and how about this bud 
why don't you maybe um, take some of the ice that's freely available and put it in a little cooler that you could make in engineering, maybe better yourself and not blame others for your lost chocolate tacos. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. I have a lot of issues with that last portion there. Um, first off, it's a trap, right? He's talking about the honor code. He's talking about wanting the honor code to be upheld. If you yeah. come back and say, hey, I stole your Chaco tacos, guess what? In theory, you still violated the honor code because you're not, you still stole, right? There's no part of the honor code that says like, if you apologize afterward, you're good. So that point has nothing to do with upholding the honor code. If, if he, if, if they were truly stolen, then technically the honor code has been violated. Second part, it sounds like to me, based off of the cycle of when chocolate tacos go in and out of Mitchell Hall, he wasn't even reminded of this incident until he already had choc Choco tacos again, because yeah. it's a coincidence that he was writing this email the same exact day that he already acquired more Choco tacos. So this just seems like a little bit self-absorbed on his, on his point. I don't even think he really was worried about them. I just think he wanted some attention by writing the email on a boring Friday night. Here's my other question is I might call into question now, um, is he lying? Because two weeks does not sound like enough time that would come between Choco Taco days. I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened, but I feel like that was more of a three weeks to a month rotation. Potentially. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I never kind of got that science down, so I can't speak too definitively on that. But um, this seems more like a cry for help. And I'm not a psychologist, but I feel like if we dove into it a little bit more, we can kind of break down what he's really asking. And uh, yeah. I think it's just attention because um, it, to me, it doesn't seem like he really missed those Choco Tacos. Also, don't lend him your bike. I wouldn't trust yeah. him. I wouldn't either. Um, and we'll see if he maybe steals the bike. I guess that's kind of over with now. But so you would think that this is all we would ever hear. But, um, you know, somebody like this, I don't think that this is where their saga ends. Unfortunately, for fans of this justice finding um, cadet fourth class, he did not go on to graduate and become the judge advocate general of the Air Force. He ultimately um, was disenrolled from the United States Air Force Academy and moved on to uh, a different school. And so he was then found in 2006 on The Daily Show. Um, and he was a, it, the, there's basically a video, you can search for it, Aaron Ackerberry. Um, but he claimed that he was a Rastafarian and he went on a hunger strike in order to get out of his school's meal plan. And so that was one um, part about him. But then, wait, but Mr. Ackerberry. Was it because the meal plan didn't have Choco Tacos? What was the? I think it was that he wasn't happy with the meal plan and he wanted to get out of it. And because he was contracted onto it or some kind of okay. thing, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't really know how any of that kind of stuff works. Um, I just know you go to Mitch's and they have Choco Tacos. But he, he has not stayed out of the news. So in the year 2015, um, there was an article on Gothamist. And this wasn't the only news source that I found this from. But six arrested in East Flatbush drug raid. Um, and so basically what the story says, and I'm not going to read through the entire story again. But um, police arrested six people and recovered a bundle of drugs and credit card skimming machine at a notorious drug den in East Flatbush, which is in New York City, um, according to a report by the website CrownHeights.info. Cops swarmed the house, 
an evening, they arrested five people, two women and three men. The sixth, uh, 29-year-old Aaron Ackerberry allegedly fled, prompting a helicopter search. Um, and so ultimately they found him and they found cocaine, crystal meth, marijuana, Xanax, drug scales, and credit card skimmers. No Choco Tacos. <laughs> Notice that. They did not find any of those. Um, Very suspicious for a guy who cares so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so ultimately, uh, Ackerberry was arrested on, or he was arrested on drug charges before, and then once for allegedly stashing two guns, an AR-15 assault rifle, along with psychedelic mushrooms, hallucinogenic pills, pot, and acid in a closet at a Jewish youth center in Crown Heights. Whoa, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, he also has a, an open case, and this is back, obviously this story came out in 2015. Akaberry does have an open case for an alleged unlicensed driving dating to 2013, and he had a couple of other things. And it was at SUNY Binghamton, um, and, and that story, by the way, about the hunger strike, um, he wanted them to provide food that 24-7, appropriate food 24-7, um, because of his conversion to Rastafarianism. And so you would think, once again, maybe the story ends there. Maybe he's in jail. Um, well, I don't know if he's in jail, but what I do know is that in 2016, the New York Post, so moving on up, we go from Reddit yeah. to the Gothamist <laughs> to the New York Post, he was, uh, the title of this story is The Biggest Weirdo in New York City This Week is This Guy. And you guys can't see this, but I will show my good pal Archie the picture of our <laughs> friend Aaron. Uh, and the way I would describe it is that he has a, like a paper captain's like sailor hat and it says the Seven Commandments. Um, and then he has a bunch of pamphlets that he's made into some sort of shirt. It looks like one of those medical shirts when you're going to go get an x-ray or an MRI or something. And it's covered in Hebrew text. And it so, kind of looks like the, apparently uh, it, it kind of looks like the lead character in the dictator, like Sasha Barracon and the dictator. He does. I was going to say that, or, um, who is it? Uh, the guy who was in walk along oh, Phoenix about. when yeah um so apparently at some point he had converted from Aaronism to Rastafarianism <laughs> and then over to I want to say Judaism um and so basically this article is talking about in Supreme it was in Brooklyn Supreme Court where the drug suspect had been banned from reading his Talmudic quotations at a pretrial hearing showed up in an outfit made entirely out of religious texts Aaron Ackerberry donned a shirt Wednesday that he he had personally fashioned from newsprint pages covered in the holy Hebrew writings of the late, uh, it was a rabbi essentially. And so um, it says the ensemble wasn't meant to impress Anna Wintour. They're, they're making jokes about New York Fashion Week. It's, it's topical, I guess, at the time. It, but anyway, the point of it was to rebuke Judge Martin Murphy, who refused to let Ackerberry read passages from his Jewish texts into the court record at an earlier pretrial hearing. Um, <laughs> And just the way that this is written, he goes, the judge wouldn't let me read my uh, Chayenu. I apologize. I am not very well-versed in Hebrew uh, in court. So I decided to wear it, said the 30-year-old Akaberry 30, who is charged with possession of cocaine, LSD, marijuana, MDMA, and other dangerous substances. And then he says, there's a new Chayenu each week, so I have to reconstruct the piece for each court appearance. 
pretty crazy. Um, and he ended up getting his uh, court dates pushed back. And I don't know exactly what has happened, but law enforcement sources now describe Akaberry as extremely dangerous and a manipulative psychopath. Buddy, I could have told you that in 2003 when he sent out an email about Choco Tacos. You didn't yeah. need to wait until 2016 to know that this kid was a psychopath. Where was OSI um, when we needed him? Right? <laughs> right? So uh, that is that is basically the story of Aaron Ackerberry. And I, granted, I didn't try very hard, but I wasn't able to track him down uh, and see what he's up to in 2021. I would imagine that if he is in jail, because that was a pretty hefty set of charges, maybe he was able to, to swindle his way out of it. What would you what would you say if uh, somehow we got him on the podcast to tell his side of the story? Would you be up don't, for that? Uh, no, no. I somehow feel like we would be brought in on some kind of conspiracy if he were on the podcast with whatever kind of thing he has going on now. But I would like to hear exactly what he has going on, what he's maybe what religion he's converted to, some sort of just maybe he just went full bore into Chaco tacos and now he's like an ice creamologist or something. I don't know. I guess the question needs to be asked uh, if let's just make the assumption that the accusations he made way back at the Academy were correct. And somebody did steal his Chaco tacos. Is this like example exemplar of uh, basically the per like the butterfly effect, right? Yes. Let's say nobody yeah. stole his Chaco tacos. Maybe he just normal cadet graduates, gets a good job, you know, like did it all start with, with the distrust of the chocolate. Like all he knew was the honor code. If there's something I can stand for in this world, it's the honor code. And within his first year there, it was broken in front of his eyes. And then his whole life went downhill after that. Hindsight is 2020, you know, but um, I mean, if I had to look back at all these stories and kind of pick a turning point, I'm going to go ahead and say it's that it's the day that he felt betrayed. Um, and it's like, you kind of think, I mean, everything is really adding up. This is definitely has a like Joker sequel written all over it. Like he's living in East Flatbush now, like the article that he was, that he was referenced in was the Gothamist. Are you kidding me? The story's writing itself <laughs> um, basically starts out as just showing a lot of promise. And then, the one day like he he just gets wronged and then he's standing in court the next thing you know and the judge is like why are you laughing he's just like you wouldn't get it like, it's like uh it's like an austin powers when dr evil and austin powers are in the same school and mm -hmm. you know originally dr evil had these high ambitions and to help the mm -hmm. world and then he just keeps getting slighted time after time time after time and then it pushes him to go full dr evil mode so maybe I hope he can get back on track though. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Frost, man, the road less traveled. It <laughs> broke off into two. Like that's what I think. So, um, I mean, this is, this to me is just a crazy story. Uh, and it's funny. It's also another part crazy. And I think it's kind of the other side of the road scholars that we have. And so, um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think that I would like to maybe dive into some people who have done some more positive things, but it's just too great that we have such a phenomenal paper trail of this guy. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, exactly who he is. I do want to find out what he's up to. And if we have any listeners uh, who can follow up with us, who maybe knew the kid when he was a kid, well, I say kid, he's like, like 36, 37 now. So <laughs> 
definitely an older gentleman. If there's any majors or lieutenant colonels listening who, who knew the guy, uh, go ahead and reach out to us and like to chat about that. Yeah, and if anybody else, I think it'd be cool to open this up to more kind of Yusafa wives' tales and folklore and things like that. So if anyone else has uh, similar stories that they just think were crazy or they think it'd be fun if we just kind of riffed about it, um, definitely send those our way. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I think this was a relatively short one, but I think we got to the point and we're pretty succinct about it. So we're just warming I'll back say, up. Uh, yeah, just, just getting back into it. And hopefully as things start to cool off a little bit in the world, we can get some more actual content out there. But for now, I think we'll maybe do a few more of these because there's, there's a few other characters in the world floating around. <laughs> I like it. That sounds good to me. Cool. Talk to you later. All right. See ya.